the scoring cap from the top against Marion. Durant, pull up jumper. Off the rim and This is the Limitless Range Podcast. I am your host, Corey Chandler, and I am here today with our co-host, Petey Podlo, our producer, Dougie Fresh, and then we also got Limitless Range writer, Dan Morris, a.k.a. DZ, in the house. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Limitless Range. You can catch us on our website, LimitlessRangePodcast.com, or as usual, you can always reach us by phone at 360-356-1699. What's going on, fellas? Pete, how's your week going, my man? It's going good, bro. Just chilling, just enjoying life. Yeah, Vice President yeah. chilling again. <laughs> Yeah, what about you, DZ? How you been, bro? It's good having you back on. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on here, guys. Uh, we were supposed to do this last week. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think we're all chomping at the bit to get after this a little bit here. Yep, yep. Feels, feels like, like it's been a month. Feels Swear. like a long time. <laughs> Dougie, what about you? How you been, man? Just exactly that. I'm glad to be back here. You know. Yeah, we took a, uh, a week off. As if you follow us on social media, you've seen we've kind of been stuck in a snowstorm. So if you don't have four-wheel drive, it's kind of hard to get around where we live here. Um, but yeah, we missed a lot of great content, so we're just excited to jump into this. Um, we got a couple cool things going on. Obviously, you know, a couple weeks back, we handed out our uh, first giveaway, free jersey to Kyle. Um, you know, congrats again. His, his jersey's on the way. You know, keep listening for, you know, other giveaways that we'll have, you know, in the future. Um, but you know, really, we're just, you know, appreciative of all the followers we got going on. But I really want to challenge everybody to really start um, helping us spread the word. So if you've been listening to us instead of just listening and uh, not only just writing into us, but start tagging some NBA friends. You know, we really need you guys to really help us connect with some of the NBA community and start passing it out there. So if we if we got some LeBron content, you got some LeBron friends, start tagging some of your LeBron fans. If we're talking about towns and you got some friends in Minnesota, tag them so they can get in with us. Um, you know, we're going to talk about, obviously, LeBron today. You know, possibilities. He missed the playoffs. Is he not? You know the answer to that. Zion's injury, you know, been a couple weeks now, but we're going to jump into that. Um, Dan, as I talked about, is hooked us up with some great articles. You know, you need to jump on our website, look at his articles, let us know, let him know what he thinks or what you guys think of uh, his content. Um, MVP race, and uh, obviously we got some rant stuff going on today. So let's jump into what I love to talk about the most. <sighs> yeah. Hating on LeBron James. <laughs> Pete, what do you think, man? A loss last night to Phoenix um, now has them at 30 and 33. What's your thoughts, man? Is this team making the playoffs? <laughs> No, nah, bro. Like, I think LeBron's choking. It's you know the toxic environment, everything. It's just all you can see it all unfolding. I've been preaching this for years. As long as you've known me, bro. We back in the day in our fantasy drafts at my house about the East West and the dip, you know how big of a difference it is. And now we're seeing it firsthand. First time in the West, he's not even going to make the playoffs. I don't want to hear about an injury. I don't hear about none of that. It doesn't matter. You know how many times KD and Westbrook got hurt? There were, you know, no one wrote excuses for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it happens all the time. <clears throat> now we're seeing that he can't lead his team in the West. And a lot of it's because of all his problems he creates. Right. There was no issues there. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you know, you got these young kids. Ingram's balling. Go look at the numbers. And he kept bringing up, he kept bringing up young kids not producing or not, you know, not coming through. They don't know how to handle the moment. Well, bro, Kuzma and Ingram have been playing very well. If you go look at the share, the win shares and all this stuff, they're the ones performing during this stretch. So it's not the young kids. You can't blame them. And if you if you want to say he said that they don't have you know championship experience, they don't know this stuff. 
Bro, all the guys on his roster have beat him for rings. You know, Tyson Chandler's beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rondo's beat him in the playoffs. JaVel McGee's got two rings on him. So I really don't understand this whole take of they don't have championship experience. Like, get get out of here, bro. You're just making excuses. Always looking for someone to blame. You know, I, I can't stand LeBron James. He's just a finger pointer. He's the biggest finger pointer of all time. That's what he loves to do. Yeah, that's a great so, point. Obviously, I mean, I don't know. you know, I you go know, on Pete, and on. Pete and I, we know Pete can go on about LeBron James. Uh, DZ, I know you've always kind of been, you know, in the middle. I feel like you're not quite on the spectrum of hatred as, as Pete and I are on LeBron. What's your take on this, man? Is this group making the playoffs? I actually called it last week that they were. I mean, it's tough. I, I bet against LeBron before, and I've been burnt too many times, but this is looking real ugly right here. Uh, Coming up this week, they got three playoff teams. They got the Clippers. Obviously, that's a huge game. You have to win that one. You, know, you talked about it off the record. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be five and a half games back if they don't win that game. Then they got Denver and they got Boston. And then they go on this crazy East Coast trip where they wow. had to play Toronto and Milwaukee. Uh, wow. Time's running out, guys. Dang. This is getting scary. This is... Uh, um, Unseen territory for LeBron and for the you know fans of the NBA. This is uh, I don't think he's, I don't think they're gonna get it done. Doug. I just don't think they're gonna get it done. Wow, Dougie Fresh, our producer, as he's wearing a Los Angeles Lakers shirt, as I can see from here, ugly as hell. What's your opinion on this, my man? Is your group? I know you know all year you've been kind of saying I still think they're gonna squeeze into the eight seed. What's yeah. your opinion? Has that changed? Well, I mean, that's the thing is that it looks like if LeBron hadn't missed a fucking month. You know, then we would have been around there or something. So it, it kind of holds true. I just didn't think they were going to be as good as other people were saying. But right now, when they need to pick it up and do something, and after a month of missing LeBron, they still had a chance to make the playoffs, and they're just throwing it away. Like I, 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 I wish he hadn't even turned this over to me right now. I'm so livid with the Lakers. <laughs> And LeBron, it's crazy. And I shouldn't have got my hopes up. I, I mean, I wasn't going to. I was thinking, yeah, let's make the playoffs this year. We have LeBron. Let's make the playoffs. Right. That's all I wanted. And now they can't even do that. Well, maybe he needs to activate. Jesus maybe Christ. he needs to activate playoff mode. Yeah. No. And then and then it's like uh, he's fifty percent playoff mode because there's no defense from LeBron, and the the defense is trash. Walton's offense is trash. They don't look like they're trying. And then they had this chance to get into the playoffs if they go on a run, and they lose all of the easy games. And now they have, like, the <laughs> toughest schedule in the league left over. It's it's stupid. I don't want to keep going on about it. So as your you prediction don't hear it. right now, yes or no, are they missing or making the playoffs? No, they're missing the playoffs now. Okay. They just lost to Memphis twice. <laughs> And they just lost to the Suns. I, I don't see it happening. No? It, mm. I mean, I'll be fantastically happy. I'll rub it in your face and totally turn around whoa, and act whoa, like whoa, I didn't You say can't it. do that. Yeah, I can. It's no, sports. You, no, I don't care. No. <laughs> I called on the pod last week that they're missing the playoffs, but I told you they were making the playoffs. No, I won't say I told you <laughs> okay, they're making Nate. it. I'll say, okay, I'll, Trey. I, I'll say I'm happy. Take. I'm happy. But I, I, I don't think it's happening. 
I'm pissed. What you got, Corey? Yeah, I man. Know you I, mean, in. <laughs> I mean, you guys know my take on this. I've been saying this since the first podcast, second podcast, third podcast. You know, in our group chat, I, I did say, man, maybe they are going to prove me wrong. I thought, you know, as DZ said, I've bet against, I've bet against LeBron a lot too. You know, I thought a, a few years back the Pacers were going to be able to take him out. I picked last year when he was down to Boston. I said, you know, Boston could take him out. I love voting against this guy, and it is because you know I'm a little bit biased. Um, but okay, a lot biased. Doug's <laughs> laughing over here. But I've said this from the beginning, man. This team is just not constructed the right way. And the funniest part about it is the same dudes that were coming at me earlier laughing at me for not picking the playoffs, not picking them to make the playoffs, because I said they don't have shooters. They have young guys that now have to play in a LeBron system. It's going to be tough to play with this dude. I've been saying it since the one of the first pods, and guys are like, dude, you're crazy, man. LeBron ain't missing the playoffs. And now that he's about to miss the playoffs – how is it that they're able to flip it where they're like, I kind of think LeBron's smart. I think he might be missing it on purpose. You know what? He's got low IQ guys. Guys, this is what doesn't make sense to me. As you say, guys like Nate and some of the guys in our group chat, but even other friends that I have, they're LeBron fans. I feel like at the beginning of the year, you guys said, this group can make it with LeBron. They got enough to make it at least. I pick them to four seed. I pick them to maybe go to the Western Conference Finals. Dude, you can't say they had enough back then, and when they have the same roster, actually they added Tyson Chandler. You can't now say, no, this team's low IQ. They don't have enough guys to make it. They, were the, they had the same guys on their team back then as they do now. Yeah. So you got to own it and say you were wrong and say, you know what? I was wrong. They didn't have enough guys to make it. You don't get to now say, give LeBron an escape, go and say he doesn't have enough because you thought he did have enough, and he doesn't. Well, I mean, for it, in a way, I mean, I agree with you on that stuff, though. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it, because that's why I was thinking, yeah, let's make the playoffs. There'll be a seven or eight seed or something like that. I said seven seed. I was trying to lock it in at the beginning of the season with you, yep. but because of this weird fucking team that they made where it's like yeah they called it the meme team you know it's lance and javel it's like well this team doesn't look like it's gonna work unless they can pull just fast break 48 minutes all season long could be cool but they're not gonna be that great and i argued the same way at the beginning of the season with people bill simmons said he's like i don't know this team might end up being right behind the warriors as the two seed he said that at one point near the beginning of the season and I, I was like, that's crazy. There's no way. It's way too hard in the West. This team looks weird as shit. So you're going on and record like, saying our prediction on Limitless Range podcast was better than Bill Simmons' prediction. Oh, always. Let's <laughs> go. I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll get him on the show. There's, but but either way, part. it's like, and then, and I'm totally with you on that, where it's like, I looked at it, being like, well, no, they can't be that good. They're not even put together to be that good. They've got a bunch of guys. It should be fun. They're all in one-year contracts. Let's make the playoffs and go from there and then figure it out next year, too. Yeah, no, Doug, but then do you remember we had as the soon as they win 20 games and everyone's like, man, You're this team would be really points, great. Dougie. You're no, still in all our points. Right this is my fucking team. <laughs> I think Doug's on the wrong, Doug's on the wrong track, in my opinion, because it's two different arguments here. You know, Doug's arguing the case that he was the de- de- debates on if they could win a championship. 
Your yeah. bold prediction was and they were going to make the playoffs. And then no, those you people, thought they were making the playoffs. Oh, sure, yeah. no, don't go there. Yeah. So, so and you're, trying to, jump on the, you're month, trying to jump on it with Corey. But no, bro, you were one of the playoff believers. We're not talking about championship here. This is making the fucking I mean, playoffs. I don't That's know, what we're talking about. I don't know if you, you were can't listening even make to Corey the, right stop now. Stop interrupting me, man. But... I didn't interrupt you. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're talking about making the playoffs. Making yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. It's a whole different argument. From sure. winning a championship. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you and thought Co- the roster was built weird, of course, a lot of people are like, they can't win a ring with this. But everyone had them making the playoffs. 99% of people right. had them making the playoffs. He didn't. I wasn't sure. Yeah. And the point is proven that Corey called it. And when, now we're sitting here and people are like, oh, I knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. They oh, got a Jesus. bunch of jokesters. Like, no, bro, that's yeah. not how it works. Well, that's not the about- second point that we were making. I was going off the other point that Corey was making. We can make more than one point on the show. <laughs> DZ, you got anything else for us on this? Monday? I just, I want to talk about, so I, since it's on the shot chart here, I want to talk about Magic Johnson. And I wish I could be a, like a fly on the wall and hear the, the inner workings of what's going on here. Because obviously, Doug, you mentioned this. <laughs> Excuse me. This team wasn't built to win this year. I mean, they have LeBron. I'm not making excuses for him, but when you add guys like Lance Stevenson on a one-year deal, Rondo on a one-year deal, you know, a bunch of these guys on a one-year deal, you're looking for expiring contracts to hit up this very, very, very rich free agent summer. So now here's my question, like, and this is complete speculation. How much pressure was put on Magic by maybe LeBron because his legacy, his perception was taking a hit during the season. And that's why Magic had to go tr- try to trade everybody for AD. Like, how much is how much was it LeBron coming at a great question. the upper management? And then so now it's like, we like Magic Johnson's like, let's just stick to the plan. We got this. We're going to have to take one for the team this year. Yeah. And then we're going to go all in. All systems go next year. But LeBron... You know, seeing him getting lit up on uh, social media and stuff like that, saying his legacy is going to take a hit. Now he's putting pressure on that, on that, and the management. Yeah, no, to make a move. No, that's a great point because I think we all knew with with those plans you're talking about, those one year deals. That is Magic's plan, right? This this rich off season of free hired guns, right? This. He if he builds if they miss the playoffs this year, but then they land a couple great superstars on the team around LeBron, and let's say KD leaves or whatever, and the Lakers make it to two or three finals. Let's say he wins one or two. I feel like people are definitely going to forget about them missing the playoffs now, and then it's Magic's a genius, right? Like a lot of Lakers fans and people, LeBron fans especially, are trying to blame Magic. Like Magic screwed this whole thing up. He's ruining LeBron. But like DZ said, man, it's a great point. Magic, I don't think, was focused on this year. And if he was, he wouldn't have done some of the things he did. He's focused on the future. And if it works, if they land Kawhi, if they land Clay, if they land KD as a possibility or any of these guys, and they make it to a finals, start start creating that legacy again, it's like, dude, we're gonna we're gonna call Magic a genius. What he did this year is a genius. Everyone's move, right? dropping the ball on this, dude. Yeah. I think Magic's dropping the ball too. Cause I mean, if you go back and look at it, they didn't they didn't want to give up one piece. You know, to get Paul George, you know, and they they started thinking they were going to get Kawhi Leonard, you know, all these bigger names to pair up with LeBron. So they didn't court him. You know, they talked about Magic Johnson going to to his house and like to LeBron's house and like, you know, courting him and showing him all this love. And that's, you know, kind of what got him to come. Bro, they acted like Paul George was nobody. They didn't send no one. Why wasn't Rob Polinka going over there to, you know, 
at the same time. They didn't care about Paul George. They treated him like he was nothing, and then they missed out on that. Imagine if they had Paul George right now paired up with LeBron and all these young guys. They, yeah, they would be the, they would be at least in the spot that OKC's in. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and you know, you got to give – I mean, Magic did screw that up. Uh, but everyone thought Paul George was a slam dunk to the Lakers. Yeah. So he recovered, though. I mean, like, uh, Plan A fucking went out the door July 1st. PG re-signed with fucking the Thunder. Yeah. So he, he, he you know, his plan B was, it, it was nice. I felt like, he, you know, what they were doing, you go for next year, you know. But like, like I said, I don't think they stuck to the script on this one. And now you got, yeah, I agree and with now you got these young kids that are like, fuck, do you guys even want us? And I love, how, I love how they're playing now. I love they're like, they're fucking like, fuck you. We're, we're, oh my God. I, lo- so I love awesome. it, dude. They're playing like it's in spite of them. You know, it's like, I'm going to fucking ball out, dude. Yeah. And that's yeah. what they should do. They have been, too. Bro, Ingram was on fire, well, and I saw LeBron basically, like, asking for the ball, and he ignored him, like, <laughs> twice. Yeah. He asked for the ball. He was posting up somebody, and Ingram's, like, just shook him off. Then he came up to the top and was, like, clapping his hand. He just ignored him. He's like, no, nah, get out of my face. Like, bro, you just, you know, like, you don't play no D. Why am I to give you the ball? Well, but, and that's a thing. I mean, if that was sticking to the plan, you know, I mean, it's a of course, it's an interesting plan to say, well, we're going to throw these guys on here, kind of taking one for the team this year. These guys are expiring. We're going for those free agents. Like Pete said, you already whiffed on Paul George. If you're going to kind of halfway throw away this year and just, ah, maybe we'll make the playoffs. We're not going to win a championship. How is that? I mean, a thrown away year as LeBron's getting older. How is that enticing to these free agents at all? Like, it's like you can't just keep assuming that these guys want to come here. It's like, well, Kawhi said that he wants to play in L.A. So did Paul George, you know? And it's like, well, you know, we'll have all this cap space. You're going to be the next New York Knicks if you keep doing this. And just like, well, we'll have cap space, you know, next year. So you have a garbage, drama-filled season. And rookies and young guys that don't want to be there because, you know, they're not valued. LeBron's getting older, and then who are you going to end up with? You know? Yeah, no, it's a great point. We, man. we could don't... swing and miss on every free agent next year. It, it, I don't, no, know. I don't think point. we will. I feel like a drama but... situation is is nerve wracking to come from for any superstar, man. I feel like we, I, I feel like AD was like, oh, I, I'm all LA. That's where I want to go, right? AD at first, didn't he come out and like LA was his spot? And now all of a sudden, I don't think we've ever heard a quote from him, but that was the rumor, right? right? The rumor was like I don't that know. he wanted LA, I'm curious right? Curious with the. Uh, he bought a house in LA. Yeah, yeah, banking trip. Yeah, <laughs> right. That was the main thing. But he did talk about and say that LA is one of the main spots he wanted to go. And now all of a yeah. sudden, it's like I don't know. At first, it didn't seem like Boston, right? I mean, it didn't come from him, but it came from his dad. He doesn't want to play in Boston now. And I think it's like he sees all this drama unfolding. He's like, "Do I really want to go to that team?" And you're right, man. I think, Dougie, I think that's a great point, dude. Well, the drama sucks. This is, There's this. another team in L.A., too. Yeah. That might make the playoffs he actually, this year. Oh, sorry. He actually oh. retracted the Boston thing. He said he would go to Boston. Yeah, yeah he did. During the All-Star game. Yeah, during the All-Star weekend. Yeah. I mean, so, that's crazy. Which, dude, come on. Don't ever like hear someone's dad come out and say something and be like, yep, that's, no, that's the <laughs> yeah. truth. No, that's a great point. Uh, Why well, we do listen to a lot of camps and parents and sources. friends and sources of the player, and, and a lot of times we, we take that. And DZ talks about it all the time. We take it for granted, you know. Um, let's. Does anybody else have anything to jump on with this Lakers thing? Pete? I was just going to say, you know, why wouldn't AD want to go over there and play with playoff LeBron, though? 
You know what I mean? But he's getting the playoff version against the Dallas Mavericks. That's the playoff LeBron he's getting. <laughs> I'm just saying. He ain't getting playoff LeBron that we're used to. He's getting the playoff LeBron no. from the t- 2010. Because yeah. he's, I'm just, that's all I got to say. Oh, that's a great point. I just wanted to jump kind of off of what uh, DZ was talking about, which is kind of listening to, you know, AD's dad and kind of the media and just different people, the sources we get kind of twisting words and kind of manipulating us, you know, almost putting us uh, into a point where we start believing things that we don't know is true. And DZ talks about this a lot. So I kind of want to just open it up to you guys a little bit about the stuff we've been seeing with the media. DZ's talked about this quite a bit, you know, that he's definitely not a fan of a lot of things media has done. And, and Pete, you've been bringing it up lately. What's your guys' take on on kind of the media and what they've done, you know, with Kyrie complaining about it a lot. We've seen KD. We see a lot of guys complaining about it. DZ, I'm going to throw it out to you because you've talked about this for, for a while, and I don't really hear people bring this kind of stuff up very often. I mean, I understand where you're coming from on this. They have to make a living. But it's like, you know, if you're going to go flick the bear in the nose, you know, five times a week, don't. Don't be all like, oh my goodness, when they when they stand back a little bit. I mean, we're, they're humans. At the end of the day, these guys are human beings. Okay, $125 million would make a lot of my problems go away, but I'm pretty sure I'd still be irritable from time to time, especially if you're you're poking at me. So, I mean, like, I normally take the player's side in this situation. I know I'm – that's how I that's how I pretty much roll. You guys know me. Um, sure. But I understand the media have to do their job, but you, you don't need to twist narratives – uh, you don't have, you know, clickbait um, headlines just, you know, that, you know, aren't, that are taken out of context. That's the type of shit I can't fucking stand. And I'm cussing a little bit more today. No, you're but good, it's because of these topics we're talking about. <laughs> you're good, man. Yeah. We're explicit on uh, iTunes, so uh, the people know when they jump in, you're going to hear a little bit of cuss words. So that's good. Pete, yeah. what do you think on this, man? I agree with everything Dan said. I mean, you know, I watch a lot of this stuff and... I'm watching a guy interview Marcus Smart. You know, Marcus Smart gives a great opinion on his team. You know, and it's like, it's very, you know, he just tells his honest, you know, from his from his heart. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he basically was just saying like, hey, you know, we all need to play better. We're not playing like good defense or whatever as a team. Bro, they go like to Kyrie. They're like, Marcus Smart says, y'all suck at defense. What's your take? You're, you know, like, and it's like, you know, he's just like, whatever. Marcus Smart has his own opinion. But I'm sure like Kyrie a few weeks ago probably been like, Man, what, he's on the bench, you know, creating issues in the locker room. It's like they're searching for clickbait. They're trying to set fools up. They do the same thing to Kevin Durant all the time. They want KD to be honest. And, you know, I want a player to be honest. That's what I like. I like authenticity. So when, you know, KD keeps it real, dude, he tells you his honest opinion. Well, you want you want my opinion on LeBron's situation? It's toxic. He got blasted, bro. He's jealous. Now everyone's using him as a reference. To this toxic issue. Well, KD <laughs> said it, man. Said it. You know, we all agree. It is toxic. Bitch, you were the same one on your show saying he was jealous and will never live in LeBron's, you know, live up to what LeBron could do. So, you know, I just can't stand all this fake shit. I know the media is important. I know that they're the reason why we get the stuff we get. And yeah, it is. Dude, I'll agree. It's funny to read stuff. Like if I see somebody clowning on LeBron, it is funny. But I'll give up. I will give up all the clowning, funny memes to get more authenticity from players. I will give that all up. 
If I'm not going to have no more clickbait funny crap about a player I don't like, I'll take that away to, to let players be real. I, if someone asks a question, I want their honest, real opinion, and they're not going to get backlash from it. You know what I mean? As long as they're not like being really rude about their teammates or anything, I'm not saying go in there and be like, yeah, Joe Blow sucked. You know, he let us down. I'm just saying be honest, man. Not that fake Tom Brady interview, you know, where it's like, you know he really hates the guy, but he's like, he's He's great, you know, and it's just like it's just hard to watch, bro. I'm, I've never been a fan of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have. I completely agree with you guys. I think the media definitely twists, obviously, a lot of things up. And as DZ said, it's just a hard thing because it's their job. So it, it it's kind of a it's a crazy job because your job is literally like, dude, you need to go create as much drama as possible so we get as many clicks as possible so you make more money like that's your job that's what you're signed up to do which it, it, it sucks and it is kind of a pain in the ass in a lot of these things and when it comes to the players as I've talked about I personally I personally like the Tom Brady interviews to be honest I know I might be different on some of the stuff I talked about this the other day I like the Russell Wilson interviews I I would like to see. I, I like to hear some dudes be real, but when you hear guys like Westbrook and Kyrie lately, and just the things when when people ask them questions and they're like, "Come on, bro, are you serious? You're gonna ask me that dumbass question right now?" Yeah. It's like, dude, I understand they're asking some dumb questions, but you're in a position where you have to be professional. I'm sorry, but that's just the way life goes, right? You guys, at your guys' jobs, if, if people are at, at your tables and they're asking dumbass questions, they're doing stuff in your mind, you can't fire off and be like, are you kidding me, bro? You're going to ask me that dumbass question at my job right now? No, because you're at work and you have to be professional. If a homeowner asks me a question about the house and in my mind they keep blowing me up about the same question, I can't just all of a sudden fire off and be like, are you kidding me? Really, you're going to be up on my back making me do this? Ask me this question? It's your job to be somewhat professional. So you can't go, especially when you have kids and you have people. And I agree with you. It is nice to see some realism from some guys and, and for them to come out and give us their true opinions. But that's your job, man. The CEOs of these big companies can't go out there and be like, honestly, man, freaking this guy did this and this guy's doing this and this is ridiculous and, and blah, 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 the environment and blah, and this guy keeps asking me this and I'm not making any damn money. You just can't do it. It's your job to be professional. It is. And I'm okay with you being honest and Kyrie being like, come on, bro. Like, in a nicer way to me, you can be like, look, man, like, can I just get another question? Like, to me, that's just, you guys ask this a lot, but be professional with it. Like, give some respect because they're just doing their job too. So give them some respect to just being like, hey, man, let's just jump to the next question. But you don't got to be a dick about it. Like, I don't, you think don't it, I don't think me or Dan were on the side of that at all. So, like, it, to me, it's two different arguments. I mean, your examples, too, are like, oh, if somebody asked me about a house, is that person trying to f mess up your job? It, you, you know, you're talking about a customer at our casino just being a customer. No, if the customer was in there trying to cap bets and trying to get me fired, yeah, you're damn right I'm going to get on his ass, dude. If he's in there being a customer, yeah, bro, you're talking about, you're giving examples of perfect Perfect uh, media members. Like, yeah, if they're respectful, be respectful back. I totally agree. I'm giving you examples of guys trying to twist narratives. And I'm not cool with that, bro. If a guy hears a quote from someone and it comes to the other guy and, and, and leaves out the majority of the quote and only tries to, tw to say this one little piece to try to make this guy get pissed and say, fuck that guy, that's a big deal to me, dude. And I, I don't respect that. I'm not cool with that. That's snake shit. That's not cool with me. But I... You, 
it's just two different arguments. I'm, I'm not telling cool you. With it I'm not cool with them doing that either. That's I know. And, I, I and the, all the stuff you're saying, we're not cool with either. So it's like you're making it seem like we're not cool with that. But you guys but were talking about you guys want you guys want some real stuff, right? No. If they feel that way, you want didn't that what you I don't said? think Westbrook's be being. Here's the thing, dude. I don't think Westbrook's being real, bro. He doesn't answer questions. He just pushes people off and acts like a little bitch. No, I don't. I'm not cool with that, bro. So don't give me Westbrook as an example. Give me someone who's real, like a Shaq, like a KD. Those are the kind of guys I'll defend. I'm not defending Westbrook. You think he's real, bro? When people are asking him questions, and he never answers anything about the game. He never tells them anything, insight or anything. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to address the media at all. He doesn't give a crap about oh, the media. For sure. So he's yeah. not an example that I would ever defend. When I'm talking about being real, I'm talking about someone that can come at you, be like, yeah, man, we need to do this or whatever, give their real honest opinion on the game and not give that political answer that's just always like, did not give someone bulletin board material so they you know, don't use it to go come at them next time. Great well, it's just to- something funny about Westbrook that when you guys brought him up, maybe think of it... Uh, he said he came out and said, "Oh, I don't listen to my critics. You know, I you know, fuck them basically." Well, last year in the playoffs, when Ricky Rubio dropped his ass off, he heard the critics, didn't he? Because what do you say? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna stop Rubio this next game. That's a great point. Why? I mean, who are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> who, who told you to stop Rubio? <laughs> yeah, fucking win the game. Oh, you're on Twitter, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a great point, man. Doug, you got anything to add on this? Um, I mean, you know, we're all pretty much on the same page. One thing that I was going to say, it's like with them twisting narratives or sources about stuff, I got to say, I mean, if you have to choose a side, anytime I hear a player say, I mean, they get asked a question about some story. And if a player says, I have no idea where that came from, I pretty much believe them 100% of the time. It's like, that shit's just made up. Yeah. Like or there's just some long well, game of telephone. You just wrote that article about yeah. KD and he wrote it in the Although, perspective that he got it from KD. Is yeah, how the article there, read because there is and stuff like true. that out there. So there's KD was so pissed, much. dude. He's like, "Why am I gonna talk? Why? Why would he owe that guy an interview when that guy just wrote an article, basically making it seem like KD had told him this?" You're and talking it wasn't about true. the guy that KD, yeah, KD called him out by yeah. name while he was there. Yeah, because the he lied, and that and guy stuff. he like called him a clown or something like that. And every media member's like, dude, if 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 KD was lying, it was pretty awkward. I would have been like, you're lying, tense, but he was but... like hiding because he he knew he was yeah. wrong. Yeah, we, we need more of that. I mean, they they do have a players' tribune. They can go right. Yeah. They, they, these athletes need to call them out. Call out these bad guys that are uh, doing some shady reporting. I mean, let's just get their name. Let's drag it through the mud. Well, and that's... It is tough because with the media, I do feel like... Because I'm with you guys. I think we're all on the same page just on, like, different... You guys are... Yeah, different degrees of it. Like, we're all players first over media. I'm not not against that. I, I do think it sucks, though, because a lot of these bad media guys... And you guys aren't against the good media guys either. But it sucks because it's almost like giving them a bad name. Like, I feel like a yeah. lot of times... And it's not you guys. I'm not saying, like, you guys are pointing, like, all media is bad. I'm just saying it sucks because a lot of these bad eggs and these bad seeds, like the guy who wrote that article, who is doing the job the way that we wouldn't like it to be done, it kind of get. There's a lot of great media guys out there that I mm-hmm. feel like yeah. don't really get brought up as much because a lot of times it's just like... It seems like media, the guys that are making it toxic are putting I mean, a bad well, name on it. Listen, my the awareness I try to bring to the listeners and anyone I talk to is like, just don't run with everything you fucking hear. No. I mean, research it, check it out, cross-reference it, do whatever. Don't just hear like, you know, oh, you know, Russell Westbrook beat his wife. <laughs> and then go around on Facebook and be like, oh my God, Westbrook's a wife beater. Yeah. Right. Like, let's fucking just slow down. 
Let's find out if this shit's legit. And let's weed out these bad fucking reporters, dude. Yeah. Adrian Wojciechowski, one of our favorites. Right. This guy, everything he fucking said is gold. Right. He well, has that reputation now. That See, that's the thing, though. You brought up the Players' Tribune earlier. And so we're at this point where not only is it way easier to be, quote, in the media now, right? I mean, everyone's got the internet. You can start a website. You can look at us. You know, you can start a website. You can start a blog. You can get media credentials. So this pool has widened. So there's all these great media members, and there's a bunch of garbage, too, because it's that much easier to get in. At the same time, it's that much easier as well for these players to cut out the middleman, go straight through Twitter, go to the Players' Tribune, do and do it however they want. So it's getting harder and harder and harder for actual good media members to make a living as they should doing this. I mean, it's just the supply is so huge. And if they do their stuff and they do their stuff right, someone has already beaten them to it with a, a shittier take or a worse, uh, you know, not as good of a source. Kind of sucks. We're at this point. I don't know where it's going to go from here. It's opinion-based but, media now. That's all yeah. Well, I mean, that's the only way that you can kind of, like, really make your your mark is I, with opinion-based stuff. <clears throat> Everything I, else is so fast, and there's so much other non-facts out there. And it's like, well, you better have a, a good opinion or something. You can always fall back on the fact that it's just your opinion. For sure. Close us just... out for us, man. What do you think? Well, no, it's... All I'm saying is, is you know, respect Woj if he asks you a question, Rachel Nichols or whoever. You know what I'm saying? But if someone's asking you a question, bro, and you know damn well that this motherfucker wants to twist your words, has been writing articles to twist you up, how are you going to give him respect for his job? You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, you, how are you going to look at another man in their face and say, let me give you, uh, let me, let me help you with your career when I know damn well all you're looking to do is to tear me down. Like you're what you know you're trying to twist words you're you're biting at the chomp for me to slip up and say something so you could go run with it, so it's like that's my thing. Like when someone goes off on a dude like that, I'm with the player. You know what I'm saying? If you're disrespectful, if you have credibility that you always you know write the right article and try to get the right stuff out, and you caught somebody doing something dumb or they said something dumb, feel free to write it. Go ahead. You know you're just spe- speaking your truth. But if you're a guy that twists words and tries to like leave stuff out to make it seem like he said this or that then I wouldn't respect you either. And if I was a player, I, I try to go off of what I would do if I was in their shoes. That's how I try to live my life when I speak on things. And if I was in his shoes, I would do the same thing. I would call that dude out and be like, bro, you're a scrub. Don't ever ask me a question again because you wrote that fake shit. Anybody else want to talk to me? Let's do it. That's how I would have handled it. I would have handled it better than KD because, you know, he's got his, he is kind of sensitive sometimes. I, you know, I hate to say it. He, I just don't think he handles situations right. But he tried to be real, and I love that about him, man. I just I want authenticity from players. I I want to be on a like closest personal level as you can get to these guys. So when you get the fake, that I know you love the Tom Brady guys. He's a great guy. He's a great leader, and he's probably doing the right thing and what's best for his team. I won't argue that. But I don't enjoy an interview when I know a guy doesn't really feel that way, and he's telling me that. It's a waste. I just can't enjoy it, you know. I get where you're coming from. Let's uh, move on to something that the media has been talking about a lot. You know, we were definitely going to jump into this last week as it uh, all unfolded. Um, Zion Williamson, you know, his shoe busted out in the first 30 seconds of a massive, you know, one of the, the best rivalries in sports, Duke-UNC game. And now it's a conversation, you know. Everyone's talking about it. Should this dude come back? You know, if his knee it ends up being healthy, should he come back? And should he play? 
Pete, what do you think, man? I just I think he should do whatever he wants to do. You know what I want? Do I want to see him play as a fan of the game? Yes, I want to see him play. I love watching Zion. I want to see him in a tournament. That'd be awesome. But it's his own decision. And if you know if he's looking at his family or whatever, and you know money wise, what he can lose and all that stuff, he you know I, I'll respect his decision. But to me, if I was him, I would take an insurance policy out. He's he's the you know the consensus number one pick. He's gonna get a big shoe deal. He's got all this. I've seen top players like this who knew they could lose a lot of money due to injury, went back to college or whatever. They take huge insurance policies out. You know, where they're and I'm not talking about that little bullshit one that they got where if he falls outside the top fifteen, right. he gets a little bit of money. He can take a big time insurance policy out. And if you say, Oh, well, he's poor, he can't get the loan, he can easily get the loan, bro. There's everyone's biting at the, his credit score is through the <laughs> roof right now, right? Anyone's gonna give him a loan. That's the approach I would take. And I would play, I would finish the year out, man. If if he's made a commitment, I don't know what his relationship is with his teammates, but if you have a really you two are two of my best friends, okay? And if, if, I, if we were playing on a team together on Duke and I hurt myself and I knew that I had this financial situation, you know, I, I would take the insurance policy out to make sure I could come be with my teammates and make sure I can come through for you guys. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what his what winning means to him because winning to me means everything, bro. Uh, you know, in our fantasy football leagues, basketball leagues, I, you could keep the money. I want the trophy. I want my name. I want the legacy. So if, if winning a college title to him means something... To be a player that say I can won in the college and in the NBA, if that means something to him, then go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see him go for it. You know, that's how I feel he should play. DZ, you're Zion. You coming back? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, Pete, with all due respect, I mean, he wouldn't have went to college if they didn't have this dumbass rule. He's not coming back if Duke somehow loses and. In the Sweet 16. Uh, and I'm sure he does, uh, has some kind of friendship with these guys on the team. But in my opinion, is you got to think about your family, your future family, their family. And there's just too much money to be given up here. And I wrote down some guys that I felt like, you know, this is not the same situation. Because these guys got hurt in the NBA. But this is the risk we are taking with Zion. You don't risk this kind of money. We got Sean Livingston. A lot of money lost because he got hurt. I know it was in the NBA, so and he's still living a good life because you know he he came back and he he was a shell of himself and he and he and he adjusted to that. Brandon Roy lost a ton of money. Penny Hardaway lost a ton of money. Grant Hill lost a ton of money. They those guys actually got paid a little bit before they did get hurt. But one guy I want to bring up right now, uh, Corey, near and dear to your heart, Greg Oden. Okay, <laughs> Greg Oden. Uh, number one pick in the draft. He's had multiple uh, micro fracture surgeries on the knee. We all know those are those never bode well for your NBA career going forward. This guy played about five or six seasons. Sorry, I don't have the exact number here. Made twenty four million dollars as an NBA career, which is nice. Don't get me wrong, guys. Twenty four million is twenty four million. You should be able to fi- uh, find a nice financial guy and live the rest of your fucking life happily there, but. Let's look at a guy who got drafted right after him. Um, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Pete, your favorite player. This guy right here, he is uh it just this is just salaries alone. We don't even want to talk about his endorsements because they're ridiculous. This is on the shoe fucking contracts alone. Yeah. He's made $165 million in his NBA career. He's about to sign the super max four year 
most likely four-year deal this offseason. Could be a five-year deal if he stays with Golden State. This is too much money to fucking care about your fucking friends winning a fucking college title. You do not risk this money. You do not gamble this money away. And he does have an insurance policy. I looked this up. Uh, Duke is actually paying for the loss of value if he drops out of the top 17 or 16, which I thought I was. I thought that was crazy that they could pay for that's insurance uh, for the – but that's yeah. cool. He has an undisclosed disability insurance already taken out um, by the school, which sucks. I don't believe he can go and shop himself and get his own. It has to go to the school, which is retarded because he can't even get the terms of – of the deal right now. No, no. If he just quits right now, quits right now, says, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to go train. And yes, he can get hurt training. But if he quits right now, dude, he, he could get money right now. Whoever uses his fucking agent, money. Whoever, whatever shoe deal he wants to do right now, money. Like secure your family. Take care of it. Do not blow your lottery ticket. Do not risk your lottery ticket. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of college, dude. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing he can do to improve his stock. It's it's number one. It's going to happen no matter what. But if he goes out and gets a fucked up knee, it's not even a career-ending injury. A fucked up knee and Achilles like fucking DeMarcus Cousins. That could cost him a lot of money, and it might zap his, his fucking talent for yeah. the long run. I mean, it's a great point. Obviously, uh you know, I think we're all in agreement that the NCAA is, is corrupt in this. I mean, making that much money off of a off a college basketball game that none of these guys are getting paid for besides scholarships is absolutely crazy. And I think we're all in agreement there shouldn't be even a one and done. You should be able to come out of high school. So I'm absolutely in agreement on that. I think uh, you know I'm with Pete on this. As we you know we've talked about this in the chat and stuff like that. I just feel like it's tough and it, it's scary for me because I'm seeing sports in general go towards just pure money and business, right? And so I, I won't blame Zion either way. If he takes DZ's route, I will not blame him at all because you're right. You do have to take care of your family, and family does you know come before friends. But I just feel like we're seeing so much of this. So then it's like, how far are we going to start taking this, right? So it's like the money is more important than even just playing basketball now. It's all about just making money. And it's like, this is what he loves to do. This is what dudes love to do. They don't just do it for the money. Like this kid wasn't five years old being like, I just want to play in the park just so I can make millions. Like obviously that's your goal. That'd be awesome. But this kid loves to play. I'm sure he was shooting hoops, dunking at a young age, just loving it, laughing with his friends, doing this stuff. So it's like, how far are we going to take this, right? I mean, you can look at, you know, I always try to bring in like a life reference to this and I know I bring up jobs and it's way different, right? Because the money side of it isn't $24 million. It might be a $100,000 signing with a let's say you're a firefighter right and you're in a two year you get signed to you know two years or whatever your contract is two years for this company or a police officer or whatever and you're like a month away from your contract ending and you're trying to figure out if you're going to sign another one or you're going to work for this company and work for another one like are you just going to be like i am not going in that burning house because if i go in there and i get hurt I'm not going to be able to work ever again. Like these guys don't just get to make those decisions. These are their jobs. These are what they like to do. And I know it's not necessarily Zion's job yet because he's not getting paid for it yet. But I'm just saying like, when does this stop? Because if you're in the NBA and then like Kevin Durant right now, let's say Kevin Durant wasn't on Golden State. It was looking like he might not get a championship. Should Kevin Durant just be like, 
man, I, it's not worth a risk to me. It's not worth a risk to me to play the rest of the year with the Brooklyn Nets and not not win a finals. I know I'm not going to win a finals this year. Next year, I know I'm probably going to go to New York or L.A. or someone and make all this money. Why am I going to risk my legs? Let's make a business decision for my family. I know I'm getting super max. Let's just shut it down. And that's what scares me about sports, man. We're seeing it in the NFL and the NBA all over the place. It's like it's all about the money. Like, let me see these players ball, man. And that's how that's that's just the way I see it. It just scares me. Zion's not under contract, though. No, or, he's not. or is he? Yeah, that's a good question. He's, I mean, he might be getting paid already. We don't even know. Yeah, right. Yeah, so let's no, be yeah. real. He's got to honor that. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coach K is like, yo, I paid you, dog. You better get your ass back here. Well, it's like if someone steals your weed, bro. You can't call the cops. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, I mean, dude, these are. <laughs> You know, to rebuttal what you said, you made great points. But, I mean, both those – a lot of those guys you mentioned, you know, KD did go to college. He did play the full year. So, I mean, like, had he sat out and then got all this money, I think I would lean more towards what you're saying. But, you know, they both – Greg Oden, let's be real, bro. His body was going to break down. Like, you might – right? He might have had a couple extra years if he didn't play college ball to make a couple extra million. That's not a bad point. But the dude had issues with his body, like, period. He's a big-ass center, and he was breaking down. I don't know, man. I just I just feel like, you know, what you're saying, Corey, I agree with a lot of that. You know, you play the game. You love the game. Play it. If you, and, But here's the thing. If you couldn't get an insurance policy to cover that up, I would probably lean towards what Dan's saying. You know what I'm saying? But But you easily can get an insurance policy to cover that up. You know what I'm saying? So what's the big deal, man? Just pull that bitch out, you know, to cover his, his, the way he, what he's worth right now, he's worth so much. Like Dan saying, he could get something that will, will benefit him in in the long run. If some catastrophic injury happened, and another thing is he plays ball. So to train for the NBA or whatever, he's going to be doing jumping, dunking, shooting, hooping. He ain't going to sit on a couch for a year, you know, or whatever and wait for it to happen. So he can get hurt at any time, you know, any place. It's just crazy how much, I mean, obviously money's so much more in the NBA now, but it's just crazy how much it's turned. Because I feel like these weren't conversations back in the day. I mean, I know it wasn't worth as much money. Bro, you can look like at back in the day. Were, they, just, yeah, you're right. People weren't talking about this all the time. Just, look at the it, fat, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Look at the Fab Five change. and what that did for them playing in college. Things change, man. The money's different now. You cannot risk it. Listen. You love the movie Along Came Polly, right? It's one of my favorites. Okay, okay. Ben Stiller, he had the little little computer. The wrist, pun- the wrist yeah, thing? Yeah, he punches that in there. And it's, you know what it says? He hits enter and it says, Zion, get the fuck out of Durham, North Carolina now, dude. <laughs> but you know what's dude, awesome? Risk reward, guys. This is logical. But you know what's awesome about that movie? What happens at the end of it? He eats peanuts off of the ground because risk isn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's true. That's well, that, a good point. Well, that's, that's a great movie, though. That's, that's a great movie. I, yeah, like, I love it. But you can't live your whole life off a of risk, right? That's kind of the, I feel like that's kind of the point of the movie. Like, it's a really cool thing, and you do, sh- you should pay attention to that. But at the same time, it's like, his thing is basically almost being mocked in the movie of like, don't even live life, dude. Like, yeah, but I mean, he took it to the extreme. No, no, for sure. He yeah. was extreme. Okay. But, maybe, okay, you got me on that. You, you, I was trying to be funny. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't mean to. It came on my, my bad. Uh, but, anyways, dude, love of the game can get hurt. I mean, Yes, he can get hit by a fucking garbage truck tomorrow, and the garbage truck's gonna have to go get fixed. All right, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna have to get totaled or something. Anyways. That's awesome. But That's uh, a great point. dude, this is—I mean, dude, there's just no—I mean, fuck, dude, man, just get, get out of there, dude. Yeah. Get out of there, dude. There's You're so much money to be made. 
Like, dude, how awesome would it be to be fucking... I just set up my fucking grandkids' grandkids with money, dude. My whole family forever in a suppressed black... You know, a suppressed black athlete right. being able to say, you, you know what, grandkids? Your grandkids You're all going are not to going to the ghetto. They're not going to be in the ghetto. They're going to be set up because of what I did. Because of the money I put. Changes the whole family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. So I, many opportunities. It's, me, it's not even about the money. It's about the opportunities. <clears throat> These Now his grandkids' grandkids have a chance to fucking change the world if they want. Because they got the opportunities to do that. But, you know, here's my thing. If he's playing through an injury or something... You know, I agree with you, but if he's completely healthy, why not play? You said there's no more money to be made. I, I will argue that there is more money to be made because, you know, going back to the, if you go back to our chat when we first talked about Zion, people were like, oh, what's all this hype? Why are you guys all talking about him? But he played college ball and now everyone's agreeing that he's the number one pick, right? He's on TV why? All the time. Because we saw him. And, and you're right, you can't go higher than number one. So I can't argue that. But you can go higher on that shoe deal contract. And if Zion goes and balls out, in the freaking tournament, balls out. We fall in love with him. He's dropping thirty a game, dunking on fools, wins a title. And and if and here's the thing: if Zion believes in himself that he's the best player, that he can go win the tournament, and that's how I would feel if I was him. Why not go do it, right? Because that Nike contract or whatever contract, he might not sign with Nike because the shoe blew out. Right. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that big baller brand contract <laughs> is going to go from $50 million to $100 million if well, he's a champion. The bar, the bar ball doing car washes right now to save up the pants. <laughs> right? No, that's a great point, man. So. I think uh, I, I, neither side is necessarily wrong. If he goes either way, I don't necessarily blame him. It, it could go either way. He could come back, win a national championship, look super cool, not get hurt and go on. Or he could come back and then snap his leg and DZ comes on the podcast in a couple weeks it's like you dumbasses i told you <laughs> so we we don't know you know it's I, I guess we'll see uh the decision that he decides to make um but i feel like dz uh is is already getting ramped up i love it dropping f-bombs left and right i love that DZ, we here. talked about you He's, know and he brings good points he brings a great so it's like not arg- you know if i was arguing with you know some of our other buddies like trey or nate or anything <laughs> we would just be ripping them apart but dan actually you know comes in educated facts you oh, know, absolutely examples. which is exactly why I think the rant of the week, DZ wrote a great article. And if you haven't, you know, if you're a listener of ours and you haven't read his articles, you know, he's got a couple up there already. And one of the first ones he posted was about Carl Anthony Towns. You know, uh, I've kind of been a little bit of a critic of him. I think, you know, he's a stud, but just not living up to what I think he can. And uh, DZ's back this dude, man. DZ has a lot of love for this guy. Um, And so I'm going to I'm going to give it off to DZ. You know what? What do you feel? You know, the love that Carl Anthony Towns is not getting. Just for the record, uh, make sure this gets on the final product, Dougie. I do. I want to see Zion, Zion play in the tournament as well. I just yeah. think it's smart for him. Well, but anyways, let's move on to Carl Anthony Towns. I got you. Okay, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Uh, you know, I look at this kid. I look at his numbers coming in. They're absolute, like, what you would expect from a superstar player from the from the get. Right from the get, he's improved every single year. He's a center. He stretches the floor, hits at a high clip, does everything you want. Uh, and then this guy from Chicago rolls into town. Jimmy. Uh, they make the playoffs, and they get bounced in the first round from Houston, the best team in the league. And then all, now all of a sudden, you know, I mean, literally, guys, this is no joke. A year ago... Everybody, almost everybody had Carl Anthony Towns ahead of Joel Embiid. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Joel Embiid has earned the the right to be, you know, he's better than Towns at this point. Right now, he's definitely better than Towns. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, but, but, I mean, this guy is just getting shit on for losing one playoff series? For, because, and it, it's all it's all from perception. Jimmy Butler came in. He was just, I don't even remember him being disgruntled last year during the season. And then after the season, we kind of got all this noise about, I'm, you know, I'm not signing a long-term deal there and... I'm taking. I'm gonna take the third team and win in win in a fucking practice that no one saw, and <laughs> and fucking and then I'm gonna fucking just be. I'm gonna, dude. I actually saw this, dude. I couldn't believe it when I was researching this paper. He's sitting on the fucking bench, uh, in Golden State with the fans waving their towels, and this cocksucker takes his towel and just starts fucking waving it with them like. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, what kind of teammate are you? I mean, why do we get to call out Carl Anthony Towns? Nonchalant. Not having a winning attitude. And this bitch is on the fucking bench waving his fucking towel with the opposing fucking fans, dude. Okay. So this motherfucker goes off to Philadelphia. And, um, Dougie, we talked about this off the record or off the show before, uh, you know, we started. And he's in Philadelphia. This is early January, guys. Fucking right after you got traded, crying about his role, saying, "Well, I'm I'm used to uh, uh, being the the ball handler in a pick and roll offense. Well, what are you gonna fucking do with Ben Simmons, you fucking smart guy?" <laughs> and like you knew that going into this when you went to fucking Philly, that you're you're not gonna be the pick and roll guy when you know on the main offense and all that stuff. And you know, luckily, you know, I I, I, think, I find this funny. Have we heard anything from Jimmy lately? You guys heard anything? Yeah, you know why? Because his fucking agent finally did his job and said, Shut up, Jimmy. You're a free agent this offseason. Like, shut your mouth. Fuck, maybe he should do what Zion doing. Just sit out, dude. <laughs> fucking sit out on fucking social media, period, dude. Just... And so, I mean, here's the thing. I, I see Jimmy Butler I come in. You know, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, he, you know, he hasn't accomplished a ton in his first five, uh, four or five seasons in the league. Uh, as far as winning and stuff. And he just goes in there and ca- calls this kid nonchalant. Not winning in attitude. Now, I understand Andrew Wiggins is getting fucking cooked for this. Andrew Wiggins hasn't lived up to what the fuck he, he was supposed to do. Right. But like I said, Carl Anthony Towns is getting it done. And every, and Jimmy Butler says, oh, you know, a nonchalant, bad attitude, or not a winning attitude. And then leaves fucking town. And now all of a sudden, everybody fucking hates Carl Anthony Towns. This guy... Like Jokic is uh, ascended past them all of a sudden. I mean, uh, Jokic's flavor of the flavor of the week. The guys winning this year. I understand. I love Jokic too, by the way. But dude, Carl Anthony Towns is a beast. I, I feel like people need to just chill with the hate. Uh, and dude, this guy's gonna win. I, I even talked about it in the art uh, in the article. Um, it took Kevin Garnett like eight seasons to win a fucking playoff series. Okay, the guy had one fucking playoffs. Uh, he did play bad. Capella got him. Uh, they doubled him a lot and all that bullshit. But I mean, give this chance, give this guy a chance. Let him get back to the playoffs and do some work, man. This guy's this guy's a good player. I just want the, I just want all the listeners to know that Carl Anthony Towns. I'm gonna say it right now. This guy's a fucking superstar. Period. Right. Right now. Not 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 maybe later. Right now, Carl Anthony Towns is a superstar. I like it, Pete. What do you think, man? Where's the uh... What's your take on this? Uh, man, I mean, I I like his opinion on this. You know, I don't really have much to debate with him. My, my only issues with Towns has always been that I think he's so gifted that I think he could be a top 
three player, top five player in the NBA, you know? So I just want to see him get there, you know? And I, I mean, I, I don't know. I was kind of buying into the soft hype, maybe because I don't know if he's living up to the expectations of what I was feeling for him, you know, like, you know, how when you kind of have a feeling about a player, like, oh my God, this guy is special, you know, like how I felt about KD and how he's living up to what I thought he would be. So I'm just waiting, you know, he's still young, like Dan said, give him some years. And, uh, I, I'm hoping that he can develop into being a, a, you know, this player that's performing in the playoffs. And it's, it's a lot harder for big men to lead a team in today's NBA. So I will give him a pass for that. I mean, look at Anthony Davis, bro. He had a bunch of talent around him, and they're not making the playoffs. So why? how am I going to hate on Towns when AD's ranked ahead of almost every big in the NBA, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. So. It's kinda, I feel like, you know, to DZ's point, I feel like AD's not getting that criticism right now, really. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people aren't like, well, maybe AD dropped off, and, you know, now he's not making the playoffs, this and that. I mean, no, that's a great point. You know, I, I, I'm not really sure why... You know, on my end, the love hasn't necessarily been there for Towns. You know, he's on my fantasy team, and since DZ's article and the Saxon he's had, DZ, you know, lit a fire under him. He's helping my fantasy team, which is going to be great. Um, but I don't know, man. I've just, I've just seen some stuff, I guess, defensively. You know, obviously, you know, he's a shot blocker, but he's just not like – I guess not like an aggressive dude. He's not the Embiid. He doesn't have the uh, – and maybe he's just a different type of dude, which is fine, right? Maybe he just doesn't have that uh, spark to him necessarily. But swag. I guess I just – yeah, he just doesn't have that swag to him, you know? And I guess I'd like to see that, especially from a superstar type of dude. Um, and so that's really where, you know, obviously we know his, you know, his stats are beast. I guess he just – I don't know. I guess I just need to see him carry him. But to Pete's point as well, you know, it's hard in this league. You know, it's a guards league, um, especially from – leadership roles and stuff like that or small forwards um, but it's not really a center's league and so usage. I think that's why yeah the usage is just not there for him so DZ I think that's great like I said you know jump on there and uh, let, read DZ's article and give yeah, us some feedback gonna, on it man that's, you know DZ spent some great time the guy, dude's a great writer um, make sure you make sure you listen to this the next article he's got I know we're at the hour mark already but we missed a full week so if you gotta pause the uh, podcast and tune in the last 20 minutes tomorrow <laughs> do your thing because we ain't stopping now DZ has a second article on there um and he talks about the mvp race and that's a big conversation in our group chats you know on uh espn online everywhere i'm seeing it's it's a big article um and he he makes some great points in there so let us know what you think there um but to me it's it's a three-man race right i think it's uh let's hear your take you know to me i feel like it's it's harden not harden at one but it's harden Giannis and uh paul george i feel like it's between those three with to me the fourth kind of not really getting maybe some of the love he should is Jokic. i think is right on the outs of being in that that three um but to me i got Giannis at one i, I don't know it's between i feel like i might have paul george at two and harden now at three i don't know if it's just i'm not really a big fan of harden um but what Giannis has done in the in the east there, taking the bucks to the number one seed and just what he's doing with that group I feel like the dude's a beast, and you know we talked about this a little before. You know, DZ, he's he's working on his three point shooting a little bit. He's got that up a little bit, um, which is going to be huge. But just what this guy can do offensively and defensively. I mean, Pete and I talk about this all the time. We like both ends of the floor. Um, Paul George is also that type of dude. So I guess I just don't give as much love to Harden because it's like his usage rate is through the roof. 
but then he doesn't he doesn't he's not doing anything defensively. So his energy once he gets to the offense end, usually he's got plenty of energy. But you look at a dude like Greek and Paul George who are doing all kinds of stuff defensively, and then they're still able to do the same thing on the opposite side of the floor, I think is massive. And uh, I paid a winning, you know. To me, you know, James Harden has done some historical stuff. He's having a great season. I'm not trying to knock him for that. He's done some awesome things. But Giannis has got him number one in, in a good race between, you know, three or four teams in the East that we've talked about that all could probably be number one. Um, he stayed ahead of Toronto. And then you look at Paul George. I, I personally had OKC a little bit further down just because of what I saw last year um, in the playoffs. And I'm just like, I don't see Westbrook letting Paul George cook. But what Paul George is doing is, is awesome, man. And, uh, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I've seen some some dope game winners and Westbrook's letting him cook a little bit and the things he can do defensively. And it's like I had him as pretenders in our contender pretender podcast, and it's not Westbrook that's changed my mind. It's Paul George. And so to me, to go on in record and say I'm wrong, I think I did last week, but they're contenders to me, and it's Paul George, and that's massive. DZ, what's your take? Ah, <sighs> man. This is tough, guys. This is almost like day trading. Uh, I mean, <laughs> these guys are so close in my mind that, you know, when I wrote this article, Paul George was my guy. Um, bef- you know, weeks or a couple weeks before that, before the All-Star break, James Harden was my guy. And now, look at, look at what we had this week. We had two games where James Harden was absolutely putrid from the field. Then he came out and dropped 56, 58 on the Heat. Right. Okay, and then, and now we got Greek on minutes restriction, you know, uh, and we got PG missing two games in a row. Like this MVP is here for the taking. This is one of the closest races I've ever seen. So I mean, like honestly, I mean, I could tell you who I who I want to win. Tell us. But I can't tell you who I think. Will, I mean, like, who do you want to win? I want Paul George to win. This is his last chance to get a fucking MVP, dude. I mean, this yeah. this is the one and only chance to do it. I mean, especially, oh my goodness. Anyways, with Westbrook, just like, that's the argument I hate. Sorry, I'm going to jump off somewhere quick here. That's the argument I freaking hate, man. Play the rant music. Dude, uh, <laughs> dude Westbrook, like, everyone, like, tries to act like, oh, he's got a superstar next to him. You can't give him the MVP. Dude, Westbrook's like a deterrent, man. He's doing it in spite <laughs> of that guy, man. The guy's got, like, 4.6 turnovers per game. And not to mention that. You talk about, it's not just the turnovers with, with Westbrook. Because we, 4.6 per game, that's like you're losing that many possessions for PG to do something special. Right. Okay, but that's not where it ends with this guy. Because then he shoots like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 horrible shots a game. <laughs> yeah. So all you're really doing is, I mean, I guess you're helping this guy get his transition D in order. But I mean, that's about it, dude. Like, dude, I'm so sick of this thing. Uh, you know, the, he's got another superstar because, guys, seriously, I would take the players in Milwaukee over Westbrook, dude. I, I love what Bledsoe brings. He's fucking buying into his role and doing what he's supposed to do. Brogdon, Lopez, dude, all these guys. Now they got Miritich. They got Illusovia, and then they just picked up Pocket Saw. I mean, this is – I mean, dude, honestly, I think I, I fucking think I like – um, what Greeks got in Milwaukee over all these contenders, you know, as far as help around them. Right. And I mean, and then do, and then, um, the Thunder really don't have scores outside of Westbrook and George, you know, uh, Jeremy Grant's kind of nice, you know, he's more of a defender. He's like an amino, amino type. 
Uh, Terrence Ferguson's a nice little defender. This guy, boy, man, this guy needs to eat a cheeseburger. You guys seen this guy? Good <laughs> night, dude. He's like 6'8", 130 pounds, dude. <laughs> Fuck, we thought Brandon Ingram was skinny. But anyways, I mean, they got some nice, like, on the defensive side of the ball, they got some nice pieces. But, man, uh, Paul George... Like just puts that off in them, man. Like you guys see this guy, he he fucking shoots he fucking shoots three balls with confidence, man. This guy and he pulls from deep. He's got range, limitless range. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, he ain't afraid to take it at these big guys in the paint. We all saw um the game winner he had to fl- oh my goodness, that floater was nice against Gobert. Mm-hmm. We see that he does this all the time, man. And what he does on defense, uh, you know, he picks up he picked up Donovan Mitchell. In that game uh, last Saturday against Utah in the overtimes after Terrence Ferguson fouled out. Picks him up at half court, you know, fucking puts the wood to him. And then he does all these hustle stuff, dude. He's right there in deflections. He's right there in defensive ball. He leads the league in defensive ball, uh, defensive loose balls recovered. He does all like, he does what a role player does. But he's also the best offensive player and the best defensive player on his team. I really, really want Paul George to win, but he can't sit out games. So, I mean, I, did, I don't know where to go on this one. That's Pete. awesome. Pete, who do you got, man? You got James Harden obviously blowing it out, right? It's not even close, or? <laughs> you got the wrong guy here. <laughs> oh, shit. That's that awesome, man. Pete, who you got, my man? Uh, sh- you know, I mean, shit, man. The way Dan sold Paul George, man, kind of got me leaning. <laughs> right, <laughs> nah, you know, I love Paul George. And here's the thing. he One thing Dan nailed on the money is if you are an MVP candidate playing with Russell Westbrook, you're balling, dude. Because I seen KD put up numbers, and I know he would have killed. Dude, Westbrook shot more shots than the best the the scoring champ a game per game. Think about that. Like, how stupid can you be? You shooting more shots than the scoring champ of the NBA? Like that makes no sense. So I mean, I'm with him. he has adjusted his game a little bit, you know, but it's still horrible to watch. And uh, he's made some great points, but I got to go to the numbers. And uh, the one edge I give Paul George that I do like is he can close a game out inside and out, and right. Greek can't. You know, a lot of, sometimes when you see that they're really clogging the paint, he has to go to somebody else and let them close the game out. So that's an edge to Paul George. But everything else screams Greek to me. Um, the numbers, the advanced metrics, you go look at it all, man. It's all Greek freak. You know, if you... You go look at uh, offensive win shares, James Harden's number one, right? Obviously with his usage rate. Mm-hmm. Greek Freak's number four, so he's fourth in win shares. And I think Paul George was, I want to say like eighth. So, you know, Paul George's up there too. But then then you flip it to defensive win shares for the team. Greek Freak's number one in defensive win shares. Paul George is number six, Harden. and I couldn't find Harden on that. So. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in the top twenty or top 12. thirty. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and then you go to total win shares combined. Greek Freak's number one. So you know, if you go the and then and then we gotta you know, even though it's the East, and I will discredit the East a little bit. You know, since Paul George is third in the West, I think that's about on par with number one in the East. So they're about the same in that area. But Harden's team, what are they? Fifth, I think. Fifth, yeah. So I mean, Greek's number one. You know, he's got the record. He's got the the win shares. He's got the numbers. I mean, it's to me, it's Greek. You know, I feel like he's gonna win MVP, and it's gonna take a lot. Of course, the biggest thing is you guys are right. It's it's tor- it's what we're gonna see in the end. You know what I mean? Because it's like, but Greek's body of work 
no matter what, you can break it down. If we go eye test towards the end, which is going to sway some voters, and Harden's balling out and Greek's sitting out, but it doesn't matter. If you go overall chart of work, Greek will have the best chart of work in the end, unless he sits out the last 20 games. If he plays the you know majority of those games, his body of work is going to be the best. So, Dougie uh, Frush, who you, who you got real quick? Uh, you know, I became a convert to the Paul George thing after reading Dan's article. That's awesome, that whole man. thing with those hustle plays that got that spoke to me. No, it's it's tough though. I just, I mean, kind of. I think what Dan was implying too. It's more that I want Paul George to win, though. I mean, either one. I love Giannis, though. I mean, it's kind of cool that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest Harden fan, but I'm not really even too much of a Harden hater compared to some. So all of these guys, it's awesome. Like I, I wouldn't mind if Harden won again, just because I think he should have won that that year that Westbrook won it over him. So all, all of these guys could be I, good. I I, think, I'd love for Paul George too, though, because like thing. you said, it's I don't it's think anyone's a Harden time. hater here. Really, like none of us ever hate on the guy like we do LeBron. Play of time, we will. Right now, yeah. like, oh, oh, sure. But that's his I mean, he fault, gets right? a, he gets yeah, a no. lot of hate is what I'm saying. I mean, most no, yeah, most people sure are pretty sour no, on I, him. I, I didn't think sure. you were calling Unless, us out. Yeah. I just I, I want to reiterate that so people don't come at us like, oh, y'all are just hating on Harden. Whoops. We like Harden. No one here hates him. So if he had the credentials, we would put him there. You know what I mean? This isn't a yeah. hate thing. I mean, this has nothing to do with hate. I mean, I, I like you know I like Harden's case for it, too, because, of course, I, I got Kobe jersey hanging on the wall. And just huge scoring seasons like that is just really fun. It's pretty sweet. I, it's I, not I, as fun to watch as Kobe was. I, but, I think yeah. at the end of the day, uh, like, like to the listeners out there for us, I think we can all agree on this. Like, whoever wins this thing, no one got screwed. Yeah. Someone else, you can't make you can't make the case like you know if Harden wins, oh the Greek got screwed, or you know if Paul George wins, you know uh, you know Harden got screwed. We're not going to do that this year. Yeah. You know, let's, let's be. Uh, responsible fans and just appreciate the MVP that we do get. Um, and then just to talk about, I just want to mention one more thing on Pete's point, what he brought up. I mean, a lot of the times the winner of this award, it's the best player on the best team. Well, and the Bucks are the best team. And they've done it, and I wrote my article, they've done this in dominating fashion, guys. It's not just mm-hmm. the best record. They, they're the best team at home. They're the best team on the road. Uh, they have the best differential. They have the best, the best record in the Eastern Conference. They have the best record... Um, as far as Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. So they've dominated that. He's the best player, and he's dominating the league. So I think Greek, as I wrote in the article, I think he is going to get this award. He needs to quit sitting out games, though. The Bucks, they have, at least it was true like a week ago or something when I heard it, the Bucks have the best point differential since the 73-9 and Warriors. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like almost 10 a game. Yeah, they're really yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. As you guys touched on, it's, I mean, it's just cool. We have three dudes, like, you know, DZ said and Doug said. It's like three dudes that it could go to anybody, you know? And I think DZ makes a great point, man. We need to try not to hate so much on, like, the dude who wins and try to, like, find the reasons he didn't. But just, like, you know, appreciate what these guys are doing because all three of them are having, you know, great seasons in, in, in their own ways. You know, I think it's awesome what you guys are touching on with Paul George. If you can make things work with Westbrook, it's like, God, <laughs> that's impressive in itself. So, you know, what Greek's doing in the East and then the, you know, the the scoring, you know, stuff we're seeing from Harden is amazing as well. So I think it's cool we're just having a great race. You know, do you guys have anything else to touch on with this MVP race before we close it out here? No. The one, the one thing on. that you could be negative with, with the, with the, <laughs> you guys have been making the point about wow, putting up this MVP campaign while being Russell Westbrook's teammate is impressive enough. 
like half jokingly, but totally seriously too. What's going to suck is if like he wins this and just, I keep seeing it all season long. Wow. Russell Westbrook just has really changed this season. He's really letting Paul George play and they give, give him so much credit for Paul George's season. I've heard that way too many times and sure. Maybe he's deferred a bit. No, he, uh, <laughs> You can't this give is, give dude, Russell Westbrook credit th- for what Paul George is doing. No, you know, you know? Th- this is what's funny to me is like, what what you watch the games and this is the same shit with KD when KD played there. When Westbrook gets his assists, they're usually to the other guys, Grant, the Fergusons, that Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. It's not like Westbrook's assists are over here. What's making Paul George score? Who's leaving Paul George to go help on Westbrook? I wouldn't. Would you? <laughs> no. That's stupid, yeah. right? You hug Paul George. So okay, so. Do Paul George and Westbrook run pick and roll together? No. So Paul George is doing that shit on his own. You know what I mean? And having to share the ball with someone who dominates the ball more than you know anybody besides James Harden. So yeah, I'm with you on that, Doug. It's a good point. And it leads to what Dan was saying with Westbrook. It's just it's really impressive what he's doing because it's not like what Westbrook does complements Paul George. Westbrook's game doesn't complement a Paul George or a KD. It really yeah. doesn't. Think about it. Even when he gives up the ball and he goes and stands there. Guess what? Westbrook's guys now is pitching and and swiping at the ball because they want you to give it back to Westbrook so he can shoot a three. You know, so yeah. it's like it's just funny. I I, I just want to because that was a good point, Dougie. Um, the thing that sucks about this and this is a speculation. I'm not trying to be a Westbrook hater. Why not? Uh, he just bugs me, man. But like, dude, <laughs> it might be bad if PG for the Thunder if PG wins the MVP because then I can just see Westbrook either in the playoffs or next season for sure. Like. Well, I got to prove them wrong. I'm this the MVP of this team. And yeah, it just yeah. completely changes mindset. Like, when you're playing the right, like, somewhat the right way, you still do those stupid-ass fucking pull-up jumpers that almost break the backboard so every fucking ugly. time. But, I mean... Dude, I watch more of that than anybody. <sighs> My goodness. I mean, how many years have I been complaining about Westbrook? Bro, you guys can yeah. attest. Yeah. Forever, bro. You guys thought I was the biggest Westbrook hater. And, of course, here's what's cool about it, man. When you complain about stuff with your friends... Your smart friends will start to watch it and, you know, they'll come around and be like, they'll see what you're seeing. Your dumb friends will just call you a hater. But, I mean, you guys obviously are seeing the Westbrook. <laughs> you're seeing the LeBron toxic, you know, in the locker room. And you guys are smart analysts, so you guys are putting two and two together and saying, well, you know, if it keeps happening and happening and happening, obviously there's only one constant here, Westbrook. <laughs> common denominator. Yeah. yeah, there's only one common denominator <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, no. So let me ask a quick question before we get off, you know. We're running a little bit longer. I mean, we freaking missed a Fine. week. Don't worry. I want to know your guys' opinion. I'll go around in a circle here. Who is the best player in the world right now? Not MVP, not any of that. I want to know. I'm putting you guys in the hot seat. Best player in the and then, world. And then tell me where you think LeBron, where you want to put LeBron to. Because I'm curious. A lot of people had LeBron, so. Like, how far has he fallen for you guys? I don't know. Well, I mean. Because when you say best player in the world, you can also be thinking of their body of work and reputation at the same time. But if it's just like, who do you want right now? It's not who you is want. the it's best player think, on how, the team. Yeah. Who is the best? Down. Don't worry about how yeah. Peter, we break it down. Yeah. How do you break it down? Who's the best player in the world? Man. Should we pass this to it's, Corey? It's Giannis. <laughs> it's the Greek. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He does it all. He's young. He's going to keep doing it. He can... He can Go on both ends, and he's who I'd want to start a team with. I, I just think he's uh, he's the best. 
You don't like even it. have his MVP though. No, I'm just okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. I like it. I mean, come on, dude. How are we not gonna get this to Dame Dollar? <laughs> no. That's hilarious. Uh, hey, it ain't that funny. No, um, <laughs> I'm a Kevin Durant. You know, that's where I have it right now. Um, I've had him for the last couple years. I think you know, Pete's probably had him even a little bit longer than that. Um, but. It's hard for me because it, I want to see him on another team, so I'm hopeful that he leaves, you know, and I'm hopeful we can see him, you know, not with these Warriors because I think that people people aren't seeing the, what KD can do, really, and they're just putting him in this Warriors 73-9 and Really, he's not that great, but I, I believe KD's the number one player. I'm with you. I actually go Giannis number two, um, and I, I put LeBron – and probably a guy like Paul George, you know, right in that number three range. I mean, yes, LeBron's body of work, let's not, you know, discredit him for all that stuff. But we're talking about right now, like basketball player right now. We're not talking about his rings. We're not talking about his championships he lost. We're talking about right now. And I, I don't think he's better than Giannis. And I don't think he's better than KD. I like that. Is it my turn? Wait, wait, real quick. Where did you have LeBron? You got him still above KD? You got I don't know. Well, I mean, I... I I just don't want to do a one, two, three, four, five or something. I mean, you have right, to do that in good. tiers. I mean, LeBron's on the next tier. He's, with... he's tearing apart your franchise, dude. So, it's got to yeah. be like 14. You're yeah, but he's still Greek? really fucking good. Are you saying Greek's still in LeBron tier? James. And I don't know. If there's... if I have to pick the best player, I'm going to say Greek right now. But No, you were talking about tiers, though. Are you talking about your ones in a tier by its own? Or... Sure, because you have to pick one. Yeah, but but you they can there could be two guys in the same tier and yeah, be ahead, right? A tier's like, but, like and that's who I no would, argument for this guy, right? And that's the thing, honestly. That's why it's so hard for me because I think LeBron dropping out of the greatest player in the world thing makes it really difficult to pick a clear favorite. KD was the other one that I was thinking. Of course, I just figured it would go around the table, and honestly, everyone's going to say KD. But it's like so you just a, gave us a non-true opinion. But it's just hard seeing. I don't know. It's just hard seeing when LeBron at his peak. It's such a clear and obvious favorite that he's the the greatest player in the world. I think at least. But and then and Katie's been catching up to that or whatever. It's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, it, it's bias, you know. I'm not. I'm not a hater, but I'm not a huge Katie fan. And so it's like whatever. I don't know. It, if it is, I look at it in tears because I'm crying because LeBron's ruining my team. So I have a bunch of tears. Right. No, no, but tier Easy. one. But you're making me pick one. So right, I'm just right. picking Greek. Okay. Easy. I feel like I'm the most unbiased guy at this table. I agree. No offense to I'll you guys. No, I, I have, no arguments. I, no yeah. arguments. I'm not a player fan. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, my Sonics are dead. Okay. No. Um, but... To me, I mean, you talked about it. We we could definitely use body of work in this, and it, but I think it has to be recent body of work. We're not going to talk about what LeBron did when he was 27 because he's 34 years old now, okay? Sure. It's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, um, look at man. This guy, we probably wouldn't even have an MVP conversation right now if he wasn't on the Warriors. True. I mean, if you look at this guy's metrics right now, you can legit make a case for him, but you, but you can't. Because, like, you got Curry. The Warriors aren't even, like, killing the league. But Kevin Durant, as a player, puts it out there every single night. And he's the most efficient. 
Uh, he he rebounds for his team. He he makes the right. Pa- People don't understand this about this guy. He's actually a good passer. He makes the right pass. Like he, you know, he realizes he's getting double. He's not trying to play hero ball ball like his boy Russell Westbrook. And he'll throw it to fucking Kevin Looney, even though Kevin Looney's gonna go and just get rim checked or something like that. <laughs> but I mean. He makes the right pass, dude. And defensively, he's so much better than people give him credit for. And like, dude, honestly, like, I love Greek Freak, but I see a lot of his blocks are just like, uh, for people that don't even see him coming, dude. He's just a fucking seven forty seven coming out of nowhere with his long ass arms and destroying their layup attempt or whatever. But Kevin Durant can like, I feel like Kevin Durant's like on ball D. Like he, I, like I don't think he can guard super quick point guards, but super quick point guards, it, they they have to work really hard to fucking do something against this guy. I, I think KD's defense is a really underrated man, like super underrated. Like he's better than people give him credit for because the what like one and a half blocks, which is what Giannis has, and I think maybe under a still a game. Pete, you would know this better. Yeah, than yeah, me. you're point eight. You're right. You know, so. Um, dude, the guy turns it up in the playoffs. He's been the Finals MVP the last two seasons. He's hit big shots. He handle he does everything all around wise. Handles the ball. There's to me, it's a no brainer. Kevin Durant's the best player. Greek's got to pay his dues, bro. He's got to pay his dues, man. He hasn't even won a playoff series yet. I don't think he has. Fact check me on that. I'm pretty <laughs> no, he, sure he has. He not. hasn't. You're right. You're right. Pretty sure he has not. <laughs> so. Uh, Greek is super exciting, a lot of dunks, but KD, like Pete will probably mention, the shot chart is just ridiculous. He does it from anywhere on the court. Greek has to get to that hoop, or a lot of times it's not going to be an efficient possession. Or KD can be efficient from anywhere on the floor. Oh, great points. So, Pete? <laughs> Did you have anything to add? We know man, I love that you guys just picked Durant. Man, I was hoping to give this speech about Durant. I thought, I mean, I thought maybe you know you'd go there. I wasn't sure about Dan. I, he does pay respect to KD, so I love it. It's it's Durant, man. It's obvious he's, you know, I've had him as the best player for probably six years. I might be wrong on one, one maybe two years are arguable, but definitely for the last four years to me, he's been the best. And, uh, you know, I'm a little bit biased, I'll admit, but the shot chart, the defense... You know, the biggest knock on him before was he can't guard one through five like LeBron. Dude, he guards one through five. You guys see it in the playoffs. He's guarding the center. He's guarding the point guard. He's moving all over. He guards everybody. He does it all. Can hit all the clutch shots. Hit the clutches shot in LeBron's face. You know, he doesn't care, man. He, he strives in big moments. You know, he may be weak against the media, but for some reason, that it's the total opposite during the game. So, uh, he, I think he's the best player on the planet. I don't think it's close. I really don't, man. And, uh, I, you know, I just... And, we, and the biggest thing that he doesn't get the most credit for, you know all those wind share things I told you guys? Katie's number two in offensive wind shares. Playing with Curry and Clay. That's crazy. And Boogie. I mean, I know Boogie hasn't been there the whole year. But to maintain number two in wind shares offensively, that's crazy with all those players. So the fact that KD can let everyone else shine... And still be number two in win shares. Only behind Harden, who has the biggest pie chart ever, right? How impressive is that? Because to me, that's what that's going to be the big thing that separates him from LeBron. Because if you look at it with LeBron, right? 
What the big thing over here is he's trying to maintain his MVP numbers instead of letting these kids develop. Right. He should take the back seat. That's what you see what I'm saying? Instead of trying to average 28 and 8 and 8, he should take the back seat. He should do what Dwayne Wade did when he went to Miami. When Dwayne Wade said, you know what? I'll back off, man. I'll let you take over. I'm not saying let these kids take over the team. But you know what? Why don't you worry about a little more energy on defense and let these kids get some of that offensive, you know, those shots, not care about so much about what your stats look like. And then the biggest credit I give to KD is that he could play with anybody, another MVP, another star, and still be the most efficient, best offensive player on that court. And that's impressive to me. Because you can put him anywhere. He can carry a team by himself, or he can go play with another guy and still shine. It doesn't matter. Whatever system he's in, whatever offense, whatever, play with Westbrook, he's going to be effective. He's going to be an MVP candidate. You can't say that for LeBron. You go put LeBron and, and play him with a Dwight Howard, you know, in a traditional center, that guy's going to kill LeBron's game. He's an inside guy. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, you, I'm not saying LeBron's going to go out there and be garbage, but he's not going to be as efficient. You know what I mean? So, uh, KD's number one. And... It, until I see somebody else kill it in the playoffs, I can't put Greek above LeBron, even though I want to. My eye test is telling me, yeah. So, I mean, right there, I'm with you. Greek is probably above him, but like Dan said, he has to prove something. Hopefully this year he can. If he goes out and shines in the playoffs, Greek's going to be number two to me because of what I've seen with LeBron. And he's not going to be able to to prove us wrong because he ain't going to be in the playoffs. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I like your guys' points on Greek. We got to uh, see him shine. This year's going to be massive for him. You can't get the one seed and then go in there and choke and not yeah. get yourself at least to the Eastern Conference Finals and probably, uh, you know, at least to the Finals for him is, would be huge. So um, Eastern Conference but, Finals minimum, right? Minimum. Is what he needs. Yeah, minimum. He minimum has for to him to, Eastern to, Conference Finals, to me. To even I be agree. in the conversation, right? Yeah, no, 100%. Okay. I, I agree, or they better start shitting on him like they do my, my boy Cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? A, no, that's a good point. Guys, uh, you know, that's a great, great segment. You know, coming off a, a snow day last week, dude, this has just been a lot of fun, you know, jumping with you guys. DZ, you know, as always, man, appreciate you guys, you know, jumping in. Appreciate you writing articles and just being part of the group, man. It's been this core of four that we have here has been fun. You know, Dougie Fresh, as always, man, just appreciate all your work, everything you're doing for us. Pete, I love, the, love working with you and taking your... Yeah, that's been fun, man. This is the first time we kind of got in a little debate over, uh, you know, the media at least. Oh, you know, I knew people have been complaining about coming. us not sparking at all, but at yeah, least there was, was a little bit of spark there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, if you guys have any takes on this, you know, any listeners, jump in with the LeBron talk. Jump in with the Zion stuff. What's your opinion, you know? Like I said, give uh, give Dan's uh, articles a read and let us know. And then this MVP race and then the question that uh, Pete talked about, you know, obviously always at LimitlessRangePodcast.com or you can even email us, LimitlessRangePod at gmail.com. You can call us 360-356-1699. Basically with the technology, man, there's no excuses, right? Jump in with the conversation. Give us your opinion. Who's the best in the world? Who's the MVP? Is LeBron making the playoffs? Should Zion play? This is the stuff we love talking about. Don't just watch it on ESPN. Hit us up. Give us your takes. We want to know your opinions. And then, you know, a big thing that I, I didn't bring in in the uh, beginning of the pod is if you're looking for a jersey, you know, if you if you got a favorite player out there, if you're looking for a shirt, a hat, a favorite team, use our store to go to the NBA store. Um, you can find it, limitlessrangepodcast.com slash store. And that's going to take you right, right to the NBA store, man. So buy what you want. Hats shirts jerseys so stand up for your team write us in buy your favorite uh you know favorite player favorite jersey stuff like that you know as always rip city <laughs>